Hello, welcome to the Chopping Block Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Mard Walrus, with my other co-host. I am Timmy Jernigans, and we're just here to talk about some college football for the year. Some college football. All right, with the year coming up, uh, we're doing this a couple days late, but um, we wrote down our preseason predictions last week, so we're going to we're gonna start with those. Uh, let's hear what... Who, who do you think is going to be in the playoffs this year, Timmy Jernigans? My top four. Uh, top three, I think, is pretty standard. I think it's going to be Alabama, because clearly they're the best best team in the nation. Got a bunch of receivers, offensive D-line talent. I mean, it's uh, Nick Saban. There's not really much Will else to Anderson, say Will Anderson, yeah. I mean, you know, this most stacked team in the nation. Then Ohio State... See, that offense is just a buzzsaw. Got a new defensive coordinator coming in. They should be a little better than they were last year. Uh, Georgia, I have number three. And then I have a surprise pick of Utah. That might not be much of a surprise, but... Uh, I like it. I mean, I could see them coming out of the Pac-12. I think USC's a little overhyped this year, and... Uh... If things fall their way, if Clemson doesn't have an up season, then I could definitely see Utah squeaking. Yeah, I definitely see spot. them having a very good season, uh, returning a lot of players. The Pac-12 is pretty down this year, so so I, I I think they have the ability to beat pretty much anyone. I mean, they almost pulled out pulled it out in the Rose Bowl last year against Ohio State, so um, definitely a team I could see it. Uh, I have a different top four. Uh, my top two teams are similar. I have Alabama, and like Timmy Jernigan said, I. You know, they got so many people coming back. Um, Will Anderson, Bryce Young. I mean, they're going to have multiple people in New York uh, for the Heisman ceremony. Um, I, this could be the best Alabama team of all time. I mean, I think they're going to... There's a very good shot. They're going to roll past everyone this year. I mean, I I, I don't see how they don't. Um, but anyways, I have for my number two team, Ohio State. Uh, again, I agree. I think, you know, they've got a decent amount of people coming back. They did lose, uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, but I think that offense is just too high powered and, um, well, the defense is more of a question mark, but I still think they'll win the big 10 pretty handily. Um, for my number three team, I have Clemson. I think that this is going to be a bounce back year for them. DJ Ugalele, he's uh, reportedly lost 30 pounds since last season. So I think he's going to be... They're definitely trying to turn him into more of an athlete. Not use necessarily using to run, but escape the pocket a little bit. So, um, yeah, just the ACC being, I don't know. I mean, besides Miami, maybe NC State, it, it, I'll believe it when I see it uh, that the ACC is back and uh, it's not a cakewalk for Clemson. Um, and for my number four team, I have a little bit of a surprise pick. I kind of want to just switch things up a little bit. I have t- the Texas A&M Aggies as the number four team in the playoff. Um, walking through their schedule, they, you know, they got to play Bama on the road, which is going to be tough. I don't see them winning that game, but going game by game, A&M has the roster and the potential to beat every team Besides Alabama. I, I definitely think that they have the size for the first time. Uh, last year you could see it when they were able to beat Bama, but this year you can truly tell that they have the size and and talent to where they can match with anyone. I definitely think Bama's the better team, but uh, they finally have the size to match up with just about anyone. For sure. And, yeah, I, um, I think the big question marks for A&M are there uh, is, is if uh, – 
DJ Durkin can replace Mike Elko, uh, the defensive coordinator position. Mike Elko turned around that defense pretty fast um, in the short time he was at A&M, but hopefully Durkin can get in there and uh, keep up the good work. I think the other question marks I have for A&M's team is their O-line. They also lost their O-line coach to um, Brent Venables at OU. Um, and they lost Kenyon Green last year to the draft, so they got a little bit of work to do there. But if they can not fall off too much, then I think that they should have one of the best O-lines in the SEC. And lastly, the quarterback position. Haynes King, you know, played one one and a half games last year. Yeah, not one even. And a quarter. One, one and, and a quarter, quarter games. Not even a quarter. Um, three possessions, really. Yeah, so I don't know. I, if Haynes King can step up and play – a little more consistently than Zach Calzada did. I think AM could go 11 and 1 as long as they keep it close to Bama um, and the dominoes fall their way. I could see them making the playoffs this year. Another big question mark for me is definitely the linebacker depth. I think the starters are very good, but after that, it's a bunch of unproven veterans and young guys who, who have a lot less talent. So that that's definitely a big question mark. Good point. Good point. Um, all right. And so who did you have winning your. Uh, First round of the playoffs this year. So, I mean, Alabama and Ohio State go into the finals. Definitely the two most talented teams in the nation. You can tell by just recruiting, and they have a lot of veteran guys. Mm-hmm. Definitely could see it. Um, and, I, and and who do you have just winning the title game? Uh, Alabama. Alabama. They just have too much. 15-0 and 0 this year? Yeah. Yep. Their, their defense is what separates them from Ohio State. I definitely think it's going to be their defense that wins them that game. I could definitely see it. Um, I, I, I went a little different route. I, I definitely think entering the season, it's hard to pick any of them other than Alabama. I think Alabama is going to go 15-0 and and win the national championship. Um, but just for, for fuck's sakes and just to switch things up a little bit, I chose um, you know Alabama and Texas A&M playing in the first round. Teams that uh, win the first game in a series statistically um, – much harder to win that second game, and I have the Texas A&M Aggies beating Alabama in the playoffs after losing to them in the national championship, similar or in the regular season, uh, similar to what uh, Georgia and Bama had last year. And I have Ohio State, Clemson playing in the first round, and Ohio State coming out on top there. Um, and then so yeah, my national title game is Ohio State, Texas A&M, and I just think with Ohio State kind of being there before. And not being too scared at the moment, I think Ohio State pulls it out and wins the national championship this year. But um, I'm excited for the season, and I think uh, I think it definitely will be one of those two teams, whether it's Ohio State or Alabama. Yep. So um, I guess on to our next predictions. Who do you have? Uh, we'll do conference championships. Um, I, I think a lot of these are probably going to be – we'll have a lot of these conflicting teams – like these are obvious every year, but you know there's a lot of college football is a crazy sport and things um, get switched think, up a lot. I think definitely the top teams are going to be the same, but the team that they play might might be switched up a little mm-hmm. bit. There might be some differences there. So yeah, I mean let's let's just start from the top. Uh, best conference in in the world, Southeastern Conference. Who who you got playing there? Uh, this seems like a little chalk, but I, I have Bama and Georgia. I think Bama's just too good, and I think the SEC East is just too weak. Uh, I think Georgia's going to take care. They have great defense, uh, you, pretty good offense. I think their offense this year compared to their defense is what's going to take them, take them far, and uh, I just think 
Tennessee is the next best team, and I don't think they're good enough to to test the Bulldogs. But I think Bama's going to win that game and win the SEC. Yeah, I, I have the same two teams for my SEC championship. And although I think Georgia is going to win the East, I think it is going to be a little closer than in years in the past couple years. Um, I think Tennessee is a legitimate threat to win the SEC East. Uh, I, I think, is it is it Hendon Hooker? Hendon Correct. Hooker. He, yep. He's a great quarterback. He, he has a chance of ending up in New York uh, if, if the dominoes go his way. So um, other than that, Kentucky's got a lot of hype going into this season. Yeah, I, I, I don't really I don't buy, buy it. Kentucky, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be down from from their record last year. I think people confuse in college football good and great and um, or good and better. I don't think that you know even if Kentucky's a little bit better than the last season, which sounds like you don't think that that initially means they even have a chance of winning the SEC East. I, I personally just think Will Lef- Will Levis. Excuse me is is not that good. I think he's kind of fraudulent. Last year he threw I think one one or two games over two hundred yards for the entire season. So wow. it's just I everyone's everyone thinks he's going to be a first round draft pick, and I just don't I don't feel the same way. Yeah, I don't you, think you, he's going to be able to carry them. You're going to have to throw better than that to to win a division title, especially in the SEC. So um, and yeah, I have Bama winning the SEC. Like I said. I think I, that was the only one that that we had the exact same, but that's just because those two are far and above yes. uh, better than. The it, rest it, of their it's hard to pick. I could see different teams being in there, but it's hard to pick um, preseason wise, uh, just because those were the two people in the national championship last year. So, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to the Big Ten championship. I'll go first on this one. Um, like I said, I have Ohio State winning the national championship, so of course I have them winning their division in the Big Ten. Um, and coming out of the Big Ten West, I have Nebraska. And we have filmed this the Tuesday after the opening Week Zero games. So, so we have recently witnessed the debacle, which is Scott Frost and his Nebraska team. We made these picks on Saturday morning before the first games of Week Zero um, for Nebraska-Northwestern. And I thought, you know, this is the year. Scott Frost pulls it together. They went 3-9 and nine last year, and all nine of their losses, I believe, were... Uh, settled by about the touchdown or less. Is that correct? Touchdown or less. They even lost Ohio State by eight points, I think. So, so they were even competitive last year, but but this season, man, off to off to a tough start. Tough start. That, this pick is not looking good. Game. Not feeling good about it. But um, hopefully, Scott Frost can turn it around. He certainly will have to to keep his job. Um, but we'll see. Who do you have? Um, and you're. Uh, I guess I guess sorry. Let me let me restate. Yeah, of course I have Ohio State winning the Big Ten, but um. Oh uh, yeah, coming out of the East, I I have Ohio State. Uh, I think they're by far and away the best, or not by far and away. I think Michigan can contest them like they did last year, but I think Ohio State is just better offensively and will recover defensively more than they could last year. And then I think I have kind of a surprise pick coming out of the West. I have the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh. They've had Tanner Morgan there for I think about twelve years, so this this could be the year where he finally finally makes his puts out his name uh, as the best quarterback in the West. I could see it. PJ Fleck, he's been building a good thing down there, Row the boat. up Row there the in boat. Minnesota. Row the boat, damn right. Um, so yeah, and uh, so who do you who do you got in the Big Twelve? Uh, in the Big Twelve, uh, I have Oklahoma and Brent Venables. Uh, I think that. 
the Big 12, uh, I think the mid-middle-of-the-pack teams are very competitive. I just think Oklahoma, even with the transfers that they did have leave, uh, I feel like they'll they'll be able to uh, overcome that. I feel Brent Venables is a defensive coach, unlike Lincoln Riley, so he'll be able to rally, rally the troops on defense. And then I think they have enough on offense to just stay competitive. And then my other team is uh, the Baylor Bears. Absolutely love Dave Aranda. I think he's a top five coach in the nation. Really? Uh, That's a hot take right there. Bold claim, but I love what he's doing down there. They have... They have a lot of new guys, so who knows? But, but I think I think they have a the, they have a good shot with yeah. a with a kind of middle of the pack uh, Big Twelve this year. So I think they can make their name known. Now, who do you have coming out of the Big Twelve? Uh, I have Oklahoma, Oklahoma. coming out of the. Coming yeah, out of the Big so 12. I have the exact same uh, exact same picks. I think that you know I think Dave Aranda is a great coach. I wouldn't throw him up there at top five. I think he has a little more to prove to, to get that title, but I think he is certainly good, and he definitely uh, turned Baylor around pretty quickly and made them a legitimate contender in the Big Twelve year in year out. Uh, I just think this year they lost a little too much to win it. Um, but this one was a hard one to pick for me. I, I think that the Big 12 uh, and maybe the Pac-12 are the two most wide-open conferences in the country. Um, part of that being that the top, the two teams with the best records play each other, so it's kind of hard. You, there's no divisions. It's kind of hard to pick uh, a winner there. But um, Oklahoma is kind of in the same boat for me as Baylor. I think I think they lost a decent amount of players last year, but it seems like Venables went after some guys in the transfer portal. He brought in a good staff. Uh Brought in Josh Levy from Ole Miss. I think he's a good get. He got uh, AM's O line coach. Got got some good hires. Um, and I really think he was the the man behind the curtain at uh, Clemson. Not not that I think that they're going to be bad now with Dabo, just Dabo there. But I think uh, they certainly are past their their peak and their little dynasty they had there for a few years. So um, I think he's going to do great things at Oklahoma. And this is really just the beginning. Um, so yeah, I have Oklahoma winning the conference, and yeah. Um, so yeah, here we'll move on to the Pac-12. I have Utah versus UCLA. So yeah, Utah, um, Timmy Jernigan's picked to be in the college football playoff, and not a bad pick. I, I, I think it's good. I just think they have a couple games they fall a little short in, but um, yeah, Kyle uh, Whittingham, correct? Yeah, Kyle Whittingham. Almost pulled out the Rose Bowl last year against Ohio State. Great game, and um, I think they're going to have another great season. So um, on UCLA's side, I think that this is the year Chip Kelly finally pulls them above the rest of the pack. I think a lot of teams are kind of down this year. Since Mike Leach left Washington State, um, you know, they haven't been great. Uh, Washington the past couple years not been great. I think the only real contenders in the Pac-12 are Oregon, UCLA, Utah, USC. Um, for Oregon's case, I think that Mario Cristobal leaving, I just think that's that's too much. They got a good guy coming in, um, but I just I I don't see them winning it in this first year. And for USC's sake, they did go after a lot of guys in the portal, but again, um, just too soon for a first year coach. I I, I don't see them in the Pac-12 championship game this year. Um, so yeah, I think. Chip Kelly being a guy who's been there for a few years, his system's finally in place, got a full recruiting cycle in and stuff. I think uh, they're playing in the title game, and I have Utah winning that. So, um, so yeah, what do you think? 
Uh, yeah, I have Utah obviously going to my college football playoff. So I, I think Utah is definitely by far and away the number one team in the Pac-12, even though it's a pretty open league with the top about five teams this year in the conference. Uh, but I have been playing against Oregon. I think Oregon has a bunch of good young receivers, and they're always pretty feisty on defense, just like Utah. Utah's got a bunch of veterans, though, on the offense and defense, and they're nasty on the O-line and D-line. So I, I feel that they will definitely be able to uh, win the Pac-12. Uh, as USC goes, uh, their defense this year, I feel, is just going to be atrocious. They, they, they have a weak schedule, and uh, they, they're going to have a pretty good offense, but their defense is just laughable. And then UCLA under Chip Kelly has just never been able to do anything. They've had Dorian Thompson-Robinson or whatever, DTR or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. He's been there for five years as well, and he's never done anything. So... Uh, and Chip Kelly hasn't been recruiting that well down there. I just don't think they have don't think they have the legs to make it. So I got Utah and Oregon with Utah Utes winning the Pac-12. We'll certainly see about that here soon. Um, and yeah, so we got our final Power Five conference we're going to be going over. That's of course the ACC. Um, do you want to start with your picks? Uh, yeah. Uh, I have Miami coming out of their division, and then I have kind of an upset pick or not necessarily an upset pick, but I have NC State uh, coming out of their division with Clemson. Uh, NC State has a very veteran team, uh, and really one of their only tough games this year is against Clemson. That they, they don't really have anyone that stacks up against them like Clemson does, so as long as they can get that game out of the way, I feel like they'll be able to go probably 11-1. and And then Miami... Uh, they're definitely they're definitely coming up, and that side of the, the uh, their division is not super tough. So they have a pretty pretty easy schedule too, minus minus the Texas A and M game week three, which of course wouldn't affect their standing in the ACC since course, it's not a conference but, game. Yeah. So yes, so, I, and then and then I have uh, NC State winning that game. Wow, shocking. Um, yeah, I, I I certainly think that's a hot take. I don't think it's a stupid take, but um, certainly a hot one. Um, for my ACC championship game, I have Clemson Tigers versus Miami. Um, and, and like Timmy Jernigan said, I think that Miami, you know, they, they don't have too hard of a schedule this year besides the Aggies, um, which I do think they lose to them. But, of course, that doesn't affect their ACC standing. And um, I, won't, I won't sit here and say I think they're going to go undefeated in the ACC, but I think they will have the best record in their division. Um, and on the other side, I think Clemson, like I said earlier, has a bounce back year. DJ Ugalele. Uh, I think he, he steps his game up a little bit this year. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Xavier Thomas because reports are that he's injured. Um, uh, they, they say he's going to be out for probably just the middle of the season. Okay. Uh, so like four to six weeks. So, so that, you know, Clemson has one of the best D-lines in the country. So. Even even without Xavier Thomas, though, they'll, they'll still have a top 10 at least defensive line. They're, mm-hmm. they're, even though he is one of their best defensive linemen, I think they'll be just fine yeah. th- without him. Just week in, week out, I think Clemson's going to be a more physical team and more experienced team than the rest of this pack. I guess the big question mark surrounding Clemson is um, can their replacement of Brent Venables step up to the plate and will their defense remain as, um, as strong as it's been in years past, as physical as it's been in years past? And uh, I think this year it will, and I, I have the Clemson Tigers winning the ACC. 
Um, and now on to our next segment. We're going to do surprise teams this year. We're, we're each going to pick three teams. Um, we kind of did this in a snake draft, so we, we all have different teams and stuff. But um, I'll go ahead and start with mine. I think the I think that Florida State, I think... Uh, this Norvell. Is, Yes, I think Norvell, you know, he's been there, what, this is his second, third year now? Uh, second or third, yeah. So, yeah, a couple of years in the system now. I, I think that, um, you know, they still haven't been recruiting like they did under Jimbo Fisher, but I think this is the year they finally stopped being a laughing stock of a program. Um, you know, and like, like we said earlier, we are filming this uh, right before week one, so we've gotten to see Florida State play a football game this season already, and they certainly looked pretty good. Um, although it wasn't against a great opponent, it it's uh, better than the years past. It seems. So. Yeah, I'd say it was a pretty weak Duquesne. Yeah. Duquesne team from the L- S- little SCS. bit. Um, but <laughs> Florida State's one of those teams. I think college football is just better when Florida State's good. Um, you know, they got great traditions down there, fun atmosphere and stuff. So I'm hoping they bounce back this year a little bit. Uh, my first team that I think is going to have a bounce back season is uh T- the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh. They have one of my good buddies from high school, Chandler Morris, uh, at quarterback. Uh, and although they lost Zach Evans at running back, I think they have the offensive talent at receiver. And then I think their defense is going to be a lot better than it has been. So I like TCU to just be better. Uh, not necessarily win the Big 12, but definitely challenge some of the teams and maybe upset maybe like a Texas or, or a Baylor like they did last year. Could certainly see it. Um, I think it's. They're also one of those teams. You know, recently, uh, the past few years, they were, they've been struggling, but um, they're a fun team to watch when they're hot. So, uh, hoping hoping TCU can pull it up this year. Um, do you want to go with your number two team? We can uh, kind of yeah, we'll snake, we'll snake around. Uh, the number two team who we also got to see play in week zero, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, they have a good bunch of receivers, Josh Downs. Uh, they have Drake May at quarterback, who I think is going to be pretty good. He's still a little young, though, getting used to the rhythm of uh, college, the college level. So th- I think that's why he was a little, little rough in week one. But I feel that they will be a threat in Miami's side of the division. Uh, I don't think they'll beat Miami, but I think they will be competitive. Interesting. Um, yeah, I... Not not really a super hot take, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a interesting take. Uh, so yeah, for my second pick, I have you know I don't even really want to talk about this one anymore because it's already uh, it's already seeming like it's not the case. But I have Nebraska as my second surprise team, so a double whammy. I I, I was really high on Nebraska this year. Um, you know, like I said earlier, three and nine last year, very close in all their games. Um, Casey Thompson played well in week one, but his O-line and D-line are probably at this point, the way they looked in that game, one of the weakest in the Big Ten. So that is a that's a that's a tough thing to see. It seems like Nebraska was the better team, but they just shot themselves in the foot. And that's that's an easy cop out, but um I don't know. I mean Watching they were, it, they it were seemed awful like the case. with turnovers last year. Uh they were minus five, one of the worst in the Big Ten, and then they struggled again in this game with turnovers and, 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 I and will, a stupid onside kick. Yeah. But. I will, yeah, that was a horrible play call. I will add Nebraska is still undefeated in the United States of America. and um, So, yeah, 11-0 in the United States. Let's, let's see it. Um, for my third surprise team, 
I don't know how much of a surprise this is because people are a little high on them this year, but I think Mississippi State, I think they win 10 games this year. Um, I'd say their two losses probably are against the Aggies and uh, against the Crimson Tide, but we shall see. You know, they beat A&M last year, but, um, you know, they got Will Rogers coming back, and Mike Leach has been there now for three years. This going to be his third year. Yeah, Will Rogers is definitely going to be one of the one of the bright spots in the SEC at quarterback this year. Yeah, and uh, great defense, and they have a lot of lot of good talent at receiver and O line. So I think they'll I think they'll be a top twenty five team for the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think Ole Miss is their rival. Being I think they're going to be down uh, or take a step back from last year. They do have Zach um, Evans. They they do have Zach Evans. That that will be the bright spot of the Ole Miss team. But that, there's uh, I don't know how that, much that there might is be one of him. might be one of the only bright spots of the yeah. Ole Miss team. They lost Josh Levy. Um, Lost Matt Corral, of course, so uh, we'll see. You know, I like the Mississippi uh, teams. They're fun to watch, but um, definitely think Mississippi State's going to be the better one this year. And, uh, yeah, who do you have here? And then my final team, who's been down the past two years just because of injuries uh, and some early losses that they couldn't recover from, uh, Penn State. I think they're going to be really good this year. Obviously, they're always good on the offensive line and defensive line but they've had a lot of injuries at running back and quarterback the past few seasons which has strongly hindered their offense so their defense is once again going to be top 20 in the league I feel and then their offense definitely has uh with most people returning I I feel they definitely will have more offensive production I like the pick um I definitely see them being better this year. Uh, do you have a or do you have a, a prediction for their final record? How how good are you saying they are? I this year? think that they will have at least. I think their over under wins should be around eight and a half. I think they'll and have. You would take the over nine. there. I I would pick probably nine wins, but I think uh, eight wins is definitely a likelihood. But is, that's still way better than they've been the last two seasons. That, that's true. Um, and is that are you including that with the bowl game or just regular? season? Oh, that's just regular season. Okay, yeah, that's a good. That's definitely uh, an upgrade of a season right there. Um, and so yeah, I'll go right into our trending down teams, which of course is opposite of surprise teams. Someone a team that was hot last year that. I think it's going to take a step back this year. Um, and I just kind of talked about it when I was talking about Mississippi State, but I think um, I'll, my, my first trending down team is Ole Miss. Um, like I just said, Josh Levy being gone, Matt Corral being gone, I think they got a lot of question marks. And I, I still think they'll be good under Lane Kiffin, but um, definitely a, a step back year for the Rebels. Uh, and my first team that I think is going to take a step down from last year is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Uh, last season, they were all offense, putting up unreal numbers on offense, although it was against weak competition, but that is why they were so good. And then they lost their quarterback for the season this year. That was their last year. And uh, once again, I just don't think their defense is going to be there. And without a quarterback don't think they're going to be as good. They're in the top 25 right now. I think they will quickly fall out. And then my second team that I'm choosing to have a down year is the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, over the past few seasons, they've, they have really uh, done well for themselves. Uh, they think that they, with Mark Stoops, they think they are now a perennial, a perennial powerhouse in the world of football, even though they've only been good for about three years. Uh, and even then, they haven't 
really been able to test Georgia for the SEC East at all. Uh, but I don't think Will Levis is very good. Uh, they lost a lot of skill players, so they might be a feisty team that can knock off a few teams in the East, but I do not think that they will be second in the East this year. Like well, where do you have them finishing them in the East? Uh, I would say probably, probably fourth. fourth. Uh, I think Florida and Tennessee will both finish better than them. Interesting. Yeah, Florida's definitely a, a hot one there. I, um... I think Anthony Richardson is definitely going to have the power to win them games that they probably shouldn't have good. in one possession games. I good think point. he's the difference maker. Good so. point. Um, yeah, so for my number two team trending down, I have the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, you know, they had a pretty good year last year, one of the best uh, over the past decade, I'd say, for them. And, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett was a good, good quarterback for them. Uh, of course, he's gone in the NFL now. Um, Jordan Addison's at USC. And uh, their OC is gone. And it seems like Pat Narduzzi's been talking um, a little bit of shit about their offense last year, which is um, pretty interesting given yeah, how it was one says, of the best offenses they had in recent years. He says years. they threw the ball too much, so he's going to try to run it a lot more. So who who knows if that's going to work out or not. But. Yeah, it, so that's an interesting take from them. Um, but we'll Definitely see. Definitely think their offensive, de- offensive and defensive lines are still going to be still going to be strong, though. It's just the rest of their players who yeah, knows what's going to happen. I think Desmond Howard picking them as a playoff team was absolutely ridiculous. So, um, so yeah, and on to the next turning down team is another team Desmond Howard picked in his playoffs, and that's Michigan. Um, you know, Michigan has a lot to live up to from last year. Uh, I don't think they'll be bad this year, but you know. Playoffs again, I don't see it, especially with Ohio State being where they're at right now. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think Michigan's probably going to go 10-2 and two this year. Uh, I think they're going to lose to Ohio State and then maybe maybe like a Penn State, uh, maybe like an upset team. I think they'll beat Michigan State, though, because I don't think they will be super great this year, which is my third and final trending down team is Sparty and the Michigan State uh, Spartans. So I, I don't think they will be super great losing running back. Their defensive backs last year were absolutely atrocious. Couldn't stop a fruit fly from catching a ball. Um, so yeah, I don't think their defense is going to be good. And I think their offense is going to have a massive regression. Um, Mel Tucker's is a good coach, but wildly overpaid. Wildly, wildly overpaid. overpaid. Uh, he's relying only on the transfer portal. He needs to get some Roots in to actually build the program, so I think they're gonna they're gonna step step back this year. All right, and yeah, we're uh, kind of winding down the podcast now. We got two more segments. Um, first off, Heisman. So we're gonna pick our three guys who think are gonna end up in New York, and then of course the winner. Um, so yeah, uh, we both actually got C.J. Stroud for our number one picks. Or these aren't really ranked, but we got C.J. Stroud both in New York. Uh, you want to explain your reasoning there? Uh, I mean, he's just got all the weapons around him. Jackson Smith, Julian Fleming, Travion Henderson. I mean, that offense is just going to be an absolute buzzsaw. Nothing like it in the nation. Uh, so, yeah, I think he is by far and away the favorite to win it. But yeah. the favorite never wins, so who knows? That is true. That is what's fun about the Heisman is it's, uh, it seems like year in, year out, the, the favorites never win. Um, so uh, another pick we both have in common is of course, last year's Heisman winner, Bryce Young. It's hard not to pick him. Of course, best player in the nation last year. And uh, he's going to be the head of a Crimson Tide team that could be one of the best in history. So, um, Yeah, uh, Jameer Gibbs at running back. They got they got a bunch of guys at receiver, as always. Uh, 
So yeah, I think that and offensive line is just amazing as well. Besides, he's got the left pieces tackle. Le- left tackle is a little bit of a question mark for them. I think that's probably their biggest weakness on a team full of almost no weaknesses. Uh, they have a transfer from Vanderbilt of all places going in plug and play at left tackle. So they say he's going to be sufficient, but uh, who who knows? And so yeah, so. Um... For our last picks, these are actually the only differing ones we have. Um, I have Will Anderson. You know, he's a guy I think last year who arguably was the best player in the nation, um, but it's been forever since the defensive guys won it. And um, I think this year, I don't, I don't think it's the year of the defense. Last year was the year of defense with Georgia, but I think this is the year a defensive player finally wins the Heisman. Uh, yeah, and I had Jackson Smith. I think just his receiving numbers are going to be super, super fantastic. So. So the odds of him give, getting an invite to uh, New York is going to be is going to be good. And Will Anderson, obviously, last year he should have been invited. I think he'll be invited this year. I just don't think he's they're going to give it to a defensive player. It'll be interesting to see. Um, and yeah, after after that Rose Bowl, it's it, Jackson Smith definitely definitely up there. Um, it'll be he'll be probably the best receiver in the nation next year. Maybe Jordan Addison. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and so yeah, for our final segment, we have games of the year. Uh, these are games that you should circle on your calendar, keep an eye out, definitely tune into, and um, have the most implications on the playoffs, really. Um, so yeah, I'll start with mine. Uh, October 8th, Texas A&M at Alabama. I believe it's the highest ranked uh, games. Uh, actually, correct myself. Ohio State and Notre Dame, and then Texas A&M Alabama are the two highest ranked games uh, going into the season off preseason rankings. Um, but I think that Notre Dame is wildly overrated this year, and that Texas A&M Bama should be a better game than Ohio State and Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, my number one game of the year is uh, what is going to determine the uh ACC. I think it's going to be Clemson and NC State, and I think that is uh, week five. But NC State at home, they're going to have a wild crowd, great team, great atmosphere. I think it's going to be what determines the ACC. So Interesting game for sure. Um, and yeah, so my, for my second game of the year game, I have Oregon at Georgia. Um, out of conference game, of course. Um, played in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, practically a home game for Georgia. Basically a home game for Georgia. All the way across the country for Oregon. However, um, you know, this is uh, Georgia's D.C. last year. Uh, Dan, uh, we'll just call him Dan for now. Um, <laughs> he, you know, head coach of Oregon. A uh, little bit of a revenge. Dan Lanning. Dan, Dan Lanning. Uh, Dan Lanning, a little bit of a revenge game for him against Georgia. Um, he's familiar with Georgia's team. You know, you saw them every day for the past few years. So um, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, Oregon's, they are a physical team, although they lost Mario Cristobal, and I definitely think they can pull it out. Uh, I think this is a must-win game for both teams. Um, you know, we both had, uh, Timmy Jernigan's had Oregon and Georgia, both in their conference championship games. And um, I think, you know, this won't affect that, but I think this, this game kind of sets the tone for the rest of the season for both of these teams. Uh, yeah, my second game to watch for is Ohio State at Penn State. I think it's going to be the whiteout game at Penn State. It's going to be absolutely insane. 100,000 people in Happy Valley uh, at the game. Uh, I do think Ohio State will win this game, but it's going to be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, for my number three game of the year, I have USC at Utah. 
Um, probably the biggest game in Lincoln's Riley, Lincoln Riley's first season at USC. And Utah's a, you know, they've been there. Uh, Kyle Whittingham's been there before. He's built up a great program at Utah. Um, I think if he can really have a great year this year, make the playoffs, he's going to be at the top of the uh, coaching search list um, for programs and for new coaches. And I, I think Utah will win this game. I don't think USC's quite there yet. But if USC can pull it out, it has playoff implications. Uh, yeah, and my final game is uh, Arkansas on the road at Texas A&M in Jerry World. Uh, A&M is technically the home team there this season. They, they switch every year uh, at Jerry World. So uh, I think it's just going to be a super exciting game. Uh, it was a low-scoring slugfest last year that Arkansas pulled out, and I think it could determine a and season this year So it's a, it'll, and Arkansas' season. So I think it'll be a fun game to watch. Awesome, man. Well, it was fun. Let's uh, let's wrap up this podcast. On our next podcast, uh, we'll be releasing another one before this weekend, um, and we'll be going over predictions for week one and uh, kind of a preview for the games and stuff. So uh, this is the chopping block again. This is uh, Mard Walrus signing off and Timmy Jernigan Timmy signing Jernigans. off. Timmy Jernigans. Good length.